Keep It Classy is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. So I'm, I'm working these heels, baby. Oh, bad romance. I made a Lady Gaga station, and it's it's shaping up pretty well. It still needs me to rave <laughs> every now and again. But uh, every now and again, it's like, hey, it's David Bowie. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, David Bowie. I didn't even know who Miley Cyrus was. That wasn't even like a joke, like post. Everyone's like, Miley Cyrus is crazy. I'm like, who is Miley Cyrus? Is that a senator that wants to go to war with Syria? What's happening? And it's like, oh, it's this dumb bitch that was freaking Robin Thicke. And and then everyone's like, Robin Thicke is a rapist. I'm like, no, what? What's happening? And as long as I got my suit and tie... Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com, or just drop us an email, say what's up, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the classiest podcast on the internet. You are listening to Keep It Classy. I am your host, Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. We're, uh, we, we're calling this Season 2, so you're in Season 2, Episode 1 of the classiest fighting game podcast you're ever, ever gonna hear on the internet and uh yeah it's actually our sweet 16 episode did you know that oh i did not know that oh yeah no we're gonna get a car we're gonna get we're gonna get late we're gonna get i don't know what did people do on their sweet 16s i didn't get a sweet 16 well you know if you're if you're me you'll get um uh what did i get i got nothing i think i got like final fantasy like nine or eight or seven fantasy game and and then my dad one day told me, you know, one day you won't disappoint me. And then happy birthday. <laughs> that was my sweet 16. Yeah, I think, I forget, I think my six, sweet 16, when I was a kid growing up, for like, tw- no, not 20 years, maybe more like 10, 15 years, every single party I ever had for my birthday was a pool party. Because mm-hmm. it was an excuse for my parents to invite other parents over and drink. And so, <laughs> and so the, every single party was always a <laughs> party. Wow, uh, no. that's better than mixing alcohol with children in a pool. <laughs> yeah, that's what my family gets down with. So, so we, <laughs> so yeah, we had a pool. That pool got a lot of use out of it. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, so yeah, so you guys are listening to the classiest podcast on the internet. Again, if you got, we we really need you guys to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if you really like what you hear here. And um, if you have any questions or if you uh, want to submit to us. You, uh, are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? No, no, I just, I just, this chair, me and this chair, we're working it out. I'm good. Uh, a new chair. No, well, it's new, but it's not new. It's new to me. Uh, <laughs> so, if that chair, don't buy it. you need a real chair. It's, it's just mad uncomfortable. And real chairs cost money, and that's money I can spend on video games. Thank you very much. Fine. Fine. Okay. But if you guys want to get it, that's <laughs> much. Okay. <laughs> 
just email us at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com or just throw us a comment on our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com. So, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I don't know if we really need to talk about that we've been gone for a little while because you guys already know that. But let's let's just leave it at that. We appreciate you guys are coming back for more. And I said, I told you we would never go away. I told you <laughs> back. I told you. Yeah. And now look what? at you. <laughs> you know, that's funny, because last time I did say that phrase, it ended in a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> so some yeah. things you can uh, some things you can expect <laughs> from us uh, today on our Sweet 16 is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Street Fighter X Tech, or not Street Fighter X Tech, we might say something about <laughs> But we're going to talk about Tekken X Street Fighter. There's been a lot of different posts about this over the past couple of months, talking about that this game isn't dead and Capcom or Capcom and Man <laughs> going to make it. And they're they're like, hey, it's going to be great. So we're going to talk about some things that we we hope happen with this with this game because uh, it is if it does come out uh, soon, um, you know, it'll it'll be a pretty interesting thing. We we can talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, collusion and pot splitting. Uh, and and basically uh, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit, which is basically people you know giving up the like n- intentionally losing just because they want to split the pot with their friends. We're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Our main topic for today is what makes a fighting game, a match or whatever, interesting to watch. So what when you are uh, you know you're you're on, you're on Twitch TV. You know, you're looking around. You're like, I can watch StarCraft. Fuck that. I'm going to watch Level Up Live. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get on there. I'm going to watch Wednesday Night Fights. What makes a Wednesday Night Fights really good? You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or any sort of tournament. Uh, and the things that we would change in existing games to make them a little bit more fun to watch. Maybe not necessarily to play, but definitely watch. Uh, and our character of the week this week is uh, we feel like uh, our last episode was with the World Championship. So why don't we – It was it's the character that won Street Fighter in EVO 2013 at the World Championships. It is Gen. We felt like that would be uh, – The old cancer-ridden, like, Asian dude who has cataracts. Have, yeah, doesn't he have beef with Chun-Li because he, like, killed her dad? Isn't that, like – No, family? he, like – he's, like – I think he's, like, looking out for her because her and her, his dad were friends. Uh-huh. But him and her can't be friends because he murders people for money. <laughs> yeah. And so then he found out he has cancer. So he's, like, watching out for her and then trying to find someone worth fighting. That's why, like, if you – I forgot what game you fight. Um, I think it was, like, Alpha 3 or something. But your last guy you fight is, like, Akuma. And Akuma, like, is about to beat Gen. And he's like, oh, you know what? I, don't, I think he said something like, I don't kill dead men. And he just, like, left. And Gen's like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> He's someone to beat my ass. I can't punch cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, so we're going to talk about Gen. He's a pretty fantastic character. He's played by Jen, uh, Mad Cat's Jen, which is he's one of the most fantastic. He's from Singapore? I think that's right. Yeah, dude. Oh, fucking Chinese try to take over everything. Yeah. I'm conflicted because, you know, at least with the Koreans, half of them are our friends. But when it comes to China, I'm like, no, down with the Chinese teams. <laughs> Let's just get that out there. Let's just get that out there. Fuck the Chinese. Yeah. All right. So with that, with that in mind, keep keep when you're keeping that in mind. uh, Let's just jump right into it. Let's get into our Switch 16 episode. So Tekken X Street Fighter. So basically, if you don't know the story, Street Fighter X Tekken is an agreement that was made between Namco and Street Fighter, in which 
uh, or Namco and Capcom, in which Capcom said, hey, you know, we'll make a game with both our characters, and then you'll make a game with both our characters. It'll be like Street Fighter with a – it's like a little bit of chocolate in your peanut butter, and then you'll make a little bit of peanut butter in your chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they're going to make a little bit of Street Fighter – they're going to make Street Fighter with some Tekken in it, and then Namco's going to make Tekken with some Street Fighter in it. Except, as we all know, Street – you know, Capcom fucked it up, and they betrayed everyone, including Namco. <laughs> And and they you know and they betrayed me and they betrayed me and made me play 100 games of their shitty game and uh, and nobody likes them anymore and nobody even Capcom doesn't really like them very much uh, because <laughs> they them on the mainstream sometimes because there's other games that are better so that in mind so what do you think Sam so do you think because we because um, Capcom has Super Ultra Street Fighter for arcade edition version 2012 coming out uh this yeah. before evo before and evo forget, they're already they're already talking about doing street fighter 5 on a xbox one or something like that right At least that, was, that was a rumor they put out earlier this year right so they're they're they've already got this new street fighter coming out but you know it's and you may like it or hate it or it may be fine or whatever but you know street fighter 4 we've got our own gripes about it you know and and what we like and don't like uh but what do we think about giving a Street Fighter game to Namco? And be like, Namco, do this. Because this is what this is what's gonna happen. The Tekken X Street Fighter, Namco is going to be the ones pretty much in charge. I mean they say it's collaborative, but you know that Capcom was in charge of Street Fighter X Tekken. Come on. Yeah. And, no. Like you the know. collaboration was could you guys please put this character in there? And they're like, No. And they just <laughs> went all about what they were doing. <clears throat> yeah. Can you please put Mega Man in there? We really don't like it. We really like Mega Man. No. <laughs> I just, I'm not going down that route. I'm not going down that road because it's just like, that's that's the road to ruin. We're not going to talk about Mega Man and Capcom. All right. Well, I will say, if Namco takes Street Fighter, and I'm not going to, they've been doing really good because, like, I used to say, it's boring as shit to watch a 3D fighter. But recently, it's been especially with Tekken, it's been a hell of a lot more interesting to watch it. <laughs> like in the last couple of years. Yes, yeah, Tekken Tag Tournament Two is a great, great game, and, and they've done uh, cool things with it. I mean, it's it's going to be. Int- will you actually play a 3D fighting game if uh, if this is a 3D? I mean, it's going to be a 3D game where you can sidestep and move in different directions. It's not just back and you know towards and away. Do you think you'll actually play this game? When it comes out? Oh, I feel, I feel like I was being a cock teaser. No. <laughs> really? Did you play it? I'm so, oh, I'm so, oh, you know, you know, I'll try it. I'll probably end up buying it. This is Port Namco, but, right. um, but no, probably not. Like, I can't, I'm just, I'm so done with 3D games. Like, I'm just, I'm fucking over it. I can't do it. I did, I did the Virtual Fighter thing, and I tried, you know, I tried picking up golf. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> I couldn't. It's it just, I can't. I just, I'm not interested. I don't feel any connection to the characters most of the time. Maybe it'll be different with uh, Namco or Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Well, what would Maybe. you want from a, what would you want to see from a game like this? How how would you take this franchise, like the Street Fighter franchise and the Tekken franchise, and, and turn it on its ass? Like, how would you, what would you want to see from a game like this? See, that's the question. Like, I don't know, like, uh, so it's going to play like Tekken. Yeah. And so the, the most interesting thing is going to be translating all of the characters from Street Fighter into a 3D game. Because, uh, all right, 
Think about it like this. It's infinitely easier to translate 3D characters to 2D, but take 2D characters that haven't been 3D in, what, 10 years? <laughs> then put them in this game, and it's going to it's gonna be interesting. So I don't know. That's, that's what's got me excited, because, all right, maybe adjusting Ken for 3D will make me be like, oh, i got to play Ken again, you know? Get over that, you know, that breakup we had. <laughs> Just be, you know, me and Ken get back together. I don't know. Maybe me and Dalsam will start. Oh, that'll be a weird Dalsam in a 3D game will be weird as shit. Well, and I'm hoping that they don't take those characters and make them look like fucking clouds like they did in Street Fighter X Tekken. <laughs> like, with the bugging out eyes and everything. I'm like, no, please don't. I like my Tekken characters. Don't do that. So I'm hoping they'll take these characters and make them even more awesome than they already are. Because, you know, you know, it's going to – I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that they take – I guess what I'm hoping that they take from Street Fighter to Tekken are some of the better things that aren't in Street Fighter 4. Like, like you know, like when they used to have guard gauges and when they had custom combo supers and when they had, like, you know, like that kind of thing. Air block and that kind of shit. Something, you know I mean? something interesting. I mean, but it's, it's Namco. So, one, they've already put supers into Soul Calibur. I haven't watched a lot of Soul Calibur. I mean, we played, we played a surprising amount of Soul Calibur, actually. But the point is, like, um, uh, so you already had the supers in place. Right. They're going to make them look like they look like in Tekken, so they shouldn't look ridiculous like they did in Street Fighter X Tekken. And, uh, and so, like, so that, so that's one concern taken care of. Also, you know, it's gonna, it's Tekken, so it's gonna have a lot of juggle combos. Yeah. I don't know, like, they don't need to add anything. They just need to find a way to translate the Capcom characters into a, a Tekken game. Well, and I personally hope that even if it's not, um, even if it's not the main way to play the game, that they have, uh, an online mode where you can play co-op with another player, like you do in Tekken Tag. Because, that is the business. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honest to God what... if I mean, I got a friend of mine into fighting games who does not play them because him and I could go and play online together. And that's, like, not... That's not something that fighting games have really done up to this point. And Tekken Tag Tournaments, who did it best, I mean, you've got, you know, Street Fighter X has their system, but it's, like, we've talked about it before. It's a pain in the ass. So yeah. when you can get together and truly play uh, a fighting game like this uh, online against other people with your friends, it, it really extends the life cycle of the game. That's and so no matter what, I hope that that is something that they they put they can take into consideration when they're making this game. You know, I just realized we don't even talk about Tekken Revolution because all we do is play Tekken Tag 2. <laughs> Tekken Revolution is, like, it's like, it's one of those things where when you play Tekken Revolution, you're like, cool, it's awesome, it's Tekken. But it's not as complete of a game as Tekken Tag Tournament 2, and Tekken Tag Tournament 2 is like 15 bucks. Like, why would you... <laughs> just go buy Tekken Tag Tournament 2. It's a better game, and it's... I mean, Tekken Revolution is not a bad game. It's just... Why wouldn't you just play Tekken Tag Tournament 2? It's cheap, you know? It's not... Yeah, it's, it's not a thing. That's a good question. I, I wonder if they were testing the free-to-play model just to get ready for... Oh, that's worrisome. For Street Fighter X uh, Tekken, or Tekken X Street Fighter. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really feel like it's just them experimenting with not just the, like the free to play model. Yes. And I, you know, Namco's trying to innovate. I think they're going to try and take some things from that. I think they're trying to try and take 
the idea of leveling up the characters. Uh, because in Tekken Revolution, you have a character that you can, like, level up like an RPG and make him stronger and whatever and online. I, I think they're just – I think it's just an experimental game that, you know – like I said, it's not super deep and complex, so it's just free money for them. You know what I mean? Like, the sprites are all there. It's just – you know, there's nothing they have to make for the game, really. Um, so no, it makes sense, you know, because you know Namco did the whole creature own character thing that I laughed at the first time I heard about it, but I love in Tekken Five, uh, Soul Calibur Five. Yeah, I'm like that's stupid, and then I made a really awesome character. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking, it's fucking awesome. So you know, anyway, yeah, Tekken Revolution is they're giving away free burgers on the corner, but you already have fifteen dollars, and the nice restaurant's just a couple of blocks away. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> Why are you gonna steal right. for free burgers? You were gonna go out and get some steaks, you know. You got, you got the money. Like, why are you gonna go? You know. Anyway, that's, I that's, that's a good point. That's that's the thing with Tekken Tag Tournament too. So yeah, so hopefully we're here's hoping uh, we'll come up with more information when it comes out. Uh, the Tekken X Street Fighter. Uh, the only way for Capcom to do a better Street Fighter game is if Namco does it. So I'm hoping. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be like I feel like all right. Here's. Here's the best way to think about it. I feel like Capcom had to put in a gym system because they're stupid, and they also need a gimmick in their games. Yeah. Because they don't have a solid system, like that they can just rely on. Like Tekken, like, like what major iteration, what major changes have they had to make? Like every iteration has a small, I guess, relatively small tweak to it. Okay. To add, or at least something added to the system. But, like, with Capcom games, it's always something major. Like, all right, like, Street Fighter 3, we're adding parries and a guard and a dizzy gauge. And, like, uh, they didn't even have a guard gauge. No. And, like, we're doing, we're adding this, and it's just going to be completely different for Street Fighter 2. And, and, I mean, not even 2, for, like, Alpha and all that. Like, Alpha, every Alpha game was pretty different. And, like, Alpha 1, you got custom combos. Actually, I think Alpha 2 was just custom combos. Alpha 3 had, what, like, isms? Custom yeah. combos and like what fifty characters, air blocks, fucking um, counter assaults. Yeah. yeah, it had a whole system. And you're like, okay, cool. So you've got your system now. Let's move on with that. And then Street Fighter Three comes out. And they pull all that shit out, and I'm like, no, now it's just parries and a dizzy meter. And you're like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we're gonna go back to having a real robust system. They're like, yeah, it's going to be all footsies and focus attacks. No parries. No air blocks. No, well, now you're going to have, like, a, a delayed get-ups. Yeah, delayed wake-up no. is the new thing. And red parries, they can absorb multiple hits at the cost of two bars. In, or at the cost of meter instead of uh, just doing it. Yeah, like, and so they always, they can't settle on a system. Like, Guilty Gear had a system. They may they can be major changes, but they're mostly minor adjustments to their basic system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, like, Capcom, I mean, Namco has had the same thing going. So when they get the Street Fighter characters, they already have a solid, well-tested system. They just have to convert the Street Fighter characters and make them work and balance them for this system. Right. And so, and also, they're going to have to add, they're probably going to have to add a couple projectiles to, like, half the cast in Tekken so they can compete. But, like, I would hate to see, like, Yuri in there. 
Yeah. Like trying, like in a t- going up against like what? Who like? Um, what's Steve, the white boy with the Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, with the boxer. I guess you you win a tournament. I mean, you know, you win uh, the world championship in Britain, and you just stop wearing undershirts. Like I don't know what that was about, but but yeah, like so, sh- who's gonna tell you to put a shirt on? Like you know what I'm saying? I would, before he broke my jaw, I'm like, yo, you yeah. should put a shirt on. He just hit me. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even well, see that. Shit. <laughs> but but. But yeah, like I don't know. That's I feel, I'm excited, but I'm not like frothing at the mouth for information because unless they tell me that like, they've changed something so dramatically that I'm like, oh shit, what will they do next? Right. I'm just like, just let me know how these characters are gonna translate, and we'll go from there. All right, so we'll let you guys know as uh, as we get more information. So our next our next topic is uh, is collusion, and so what collusion is. Uh, it's something that I, I'm actually really shocked that the fighting game community doesn't give as give more of a fuck about. But it's because everyone's it's it's like Eris making comments about like oh you know being a jackass is a part of the fighting game community. You just you can't have one without the other, dude. It's like fucking you can't have you can't have sexual assault without the fighting game community. You just can't do it. It's do the same thing without you know it's like you can't have toxicity. Without the fucking fighting game community, you just can't do it. It's impossible. Like, come on. And a lot of people have uh, a lot of people feel this way about this behavior. It's basically uh, two high-level players agreeing to split the pot. Uh, so both of them, you know, in their grand finals, they agree. They're like, okay, well, we're both good players and we're friends. So you know, we both the grand final is five hundred dollars. We'll just split the winnings between the two of us. Okay, and you might say that that you might feel like, oh, it's not really a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. It's okay? it's, it's like at the, like the Super Bowl, someone did that shit. Like the two teams were like, all right, whatever, we'll, we'll split the we'll split the fucking bonus. Yeah, we'll share we'll share the we'll let the cup come six months in our play. You know, you each get uh you know you share rings. You know what I'm saying? You get to be champion six <laughs> months out of the year. The other person gets six six months out of the year. It's fucking bullshit, and it shouldn't happen, and it's not the reason why you should be competing in anything. Okay, because I get it. We're all trying to make money. Okay, but uh, okay. So let's take for example this. So this Frosty Fausting Six, it's a tournament that went on, Chicago's second largest tournament. Basically, in the Blaze Blue uh, uh, bracket, the grand finals. There's two brothers that got to grand finals. One of them got there playing uh, Carl, and the other got there playing Platinum the Trinity. They played the, those characters the entire entire fucking tournament. Okay, they won there. They won to get there. They get to the grand finals and they both pick a character named Izayoi instead. As they both they mirror match it and they just have this ridiculous, stupid ass mirror match. And the tournament organizer goes over to them and he goes, "Is this like a button check? Like, is this what are you guys? Are you serious? You're you're doing it? Like at my tournament, this is what you're doing?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a match. We're we're colluding. We're sorry." And he's like, "Oh, okay, cool." You two and and Shinsen, uh, the tournament organizer, God bless this guy because he goes to these dudes and he's like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna stop this match right now, pick your characters, play through grand finals right now. And they go, okay, fine. They pick their characters, they play through grand finals, and then he's like, now neither of you is getting this bonus. The third place winner is getting the pot bonus. Oh, and gives it to them instead. And he's like, don't fucking collude during my tournaments. Because it ruins it for everyone that's watching. It does. As soon as you said, like, uh, 
Carl at how did I miss this video? The Carl versus Platinum. I'm like, how do you beat that bitch? <laughs> like with Carl. Because all I get hit with are fucking baseball bats and whatever the fuck she pulls out from under her Sailor Moon outfit. And, and now what do I get? Two brothers. Like, but you know what? Also, I will say this. After watching Infiltration beat his pretty much best bud <laughs> and just just beat his ass. And they had an awkward go look at me, walk off stage. Was that an Evo? Yeah. I'm like, what collusion? <laughs> like, if anyone needed to collude, that would have been the time. And those two <laughs> dudes went hard. That's what you should do. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like having a, a heavyweight boxing match championship. And they're like, and you know that they're just going to split the prize money. You're like, none of these, neither of these dudes wants it. Like, why? I came here to watch. So, like, you, the reason that we watch fighting games, one of the main reasons we watch them, is you want to watch people overcome adversity, okay? You want to watch someone rise with the skill of their character and their play style. You want to see who is the best, and you can't do that without incentivizing the players. And for some players, being the best is enough, and they won't do this kind of shit. You know, it's not something that happens as frequently, but it happens. I mean, it's ha- Chris G's done it before. Like, there's been people that have done this before. Well, we all know Chris G's got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, because he's yeah, whatever. He doesn't have. He doesn't. There's no way. He's got. He's got. I don't. He doesn't have a kid. Come on. Dude, I don't know, but like the way he looks at fights, it looks like it. it you know, and I, I hate saying it like it looks like it matters a little too much to him. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, "Whoa, dude! Like, calm down!" Like I feel like at the end of every fucking tournament where he does okay, not loses, but does okay, right? He goes in the mirror and he's like, "Dad's right, you were a loser. How are you going to feed Susan and the baby?" You know, he just yells at himself in the mirror. And he- <laughs> And he just comes back and plays the shit out of Morgana. Like, I gotta do this for Susan. I gotta do this to prove Dad wrong. You mean Morrigan? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's basically, the reason the collusion is so terrible is because, you know, okay, like, you take, for example, uh, something that Savage would talk about with football, where, you know, at the end of the day, football is about a bunch of grown men chasing a ball around, okay? At the end of the day, boxing match is watching two people beat the fuck out of each other until one of them's left standing, okay? So the reason that we love sports is because you want to see who's the best. You want to yeah. see who's the best. That's it. That's it. That's the reason you pay to go, okay? You want to have. You want to see who's the best. You want to take. You want to ride their coattails and feel like you're the best because you support them. And 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 when you collude, it's it ruins everything. <laughs> it ruins everything. Yeah. No. It's. It sucks all the validity out of it too. Well, and so and so this is a good example of a tournament organizer being like, this is how this goes and whatever. But how? I mean, I would argue that this is something you can prevent, and I think that the tournament organizer Shinsen did a good job of doing it uh, in this case. But assuming that the players didn't admit to it or whatever, I mean, you can't. It's hard to prove that kind of stuff uh, unless it's pretty blatant. But yeah. You know, like, it, it's hard to do that kind of stuff. And, and people say, oh, there's nothing stopping them from, like, playing and then going and giving each other the money or whatever. That's not the point, okay? <laughs> you should not be able to, if anything, if openly do this kind of shit at a tournament. If, if I can't tell, okay, I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's not the point. <laughs> no matter what they do, it matters that I can tell, okay? So it's like, why? Why? Why, do, you know... And, 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 again, it's players 
think that this is something that you can't stop. But I mean, what are what are so, let's let's think of some examples of how you could stop this collusion. Um, like you just you've got to publicly shame <laughs> and just it's you know what it's going to come down to is the sponsors. Yes, you're going to have to. It's like it's like it's going to be like any other sport. You got to start punching them in the wallet. You know, like they did they did a good job in league, but they have a whole different system there. Yeah. But they like uh, I'm not sure if anyone that, that listens to this podcast plays league, but it's a five on five game, and at the beginning of each match, each team can pick to ban up to, like three characters. So these guys, I forgot they got not for collusion, but they got punished for something like uh, they broke some rule, and so they lost I think two out of three bans, and so that whole strategy, that whole before the game starts, strategy just got ruined for them because they broke the rules. Yeah, there has to be some. I mean, in this case, it has to do with the characters. It has to do with the prize. Like that's what they're there for is for the money. And I mean, another way is making it so that some of these. I mean, because some of these fighters, I want to say they just pay their bills with fighting games. I mean, some player, some people, most of these guys have real jobs. Okay. <laughs> but if you are sponsored, I think that there should be more of an incentive for you before you go to the tournament to just win and win for your sponsor. Does that make sense? As opposed yeah. to, you know, because if you go and you make your sponsor look bad, you don't get a sponsor anymore. That's how that yeah. usually works. And uh, having having a sponsors step in or even beforehand making it so like the money, a $500 prize pot. OK, you know, that's money. It's good money. But. If you don't need the $500, you're just there because you want to be the best. You know what I mean? Like Sako, who just won the Capcom Cup, Sako's got a job, okay? <laughs> He's just there because he wants to be the best and he loves fighting games. That's it, okay? That's like, okay, you know, yeah, I mean, and he got there because of a lot of different things. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it really comes back down to the sponsors as well as the tournament organizers. And, really, you as a community, this is the call out to you out there in listener land. This is something that is unacceptable the same way that toxicity should be treated as unacceptable. We as the community have to treat it that way or it's not going to change as, as quickly. That's okay. True. Yeah. You can't, you can't get on the message boards and be like, whatever. Yeah. I wish people would take fighting games seriously though. <laughs> you can't be that guy. Saying that you cannot control player behavior is a stupid fucking lie and and it's and it's a dead end for fighting games. Okay, saying that you can't control player behavior and commentator behavior and the way that we treat each other in these games is is really, I mean, it's 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 death for the fighting yeah. community. And it's it's you know, it's something that is not true. Like tournament organizers and the people that pay these players can control these things. And, and it's up to them to do it. And it's up to us as, as players. You see, you hear about this kind of shit going on. Take a stand about it. Say something to somebody. Be, be like, dude, this is not okay. Like, this is not cool that you were doing this. Okay? I mean, it's one thing to, like, you win and then you give the money to someone else because they fought a good match. But you cannot have this agreement that... I mean, it just it takes all the competition out of. Yeah, it sucks it right the fuck out of there. It makes you, like I said, it, it makes you angry because I wanted to see how Carl would beat Platinum Trinity. Yeah. Mostly because you play Platinum Trinity, but I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that dream is ruined because now even even with them doing the match, I'm like it's it's tainted. It's ash in my mouth. <laughs> 
I can't I can't enjoy this now. Yeah, and it's it's it it ruins it for for the the fans to to have to watch that kind of shit. And and it's and it's and like I said, fighting games cannot be about you. Okay, it has to be about how how you interact. Like it has to be about something a little bit more, and you have to have some pride in the scene that you're a part of. So you know. If you hear about people doing this kind of shit, you need to say something to them or to the tournament organizers or somebody like it's it's a problem and it needs to stop um, because, it, it, I mean, if that kind of shit happens at Evo or at any other big tournament, it's going oh, sure. to going to ruin something that players have. Wait- and, and that's the other thing. You have other players who didn't get into the grand finals who were willing to fight way harder to be there and when you sit there and you just fucking it shits on all these other players that are there to win and try to prove that they're the best you know and it's 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 really uh really disrespectful so i hope uh you know we've beaten that horse quite a lot i hope that you will take from that that if you see this happening boo post tell people don't let it just slide because it's like toxicity if you don't take action uh, and assume that it can change. It's uh, it's it is death. It's death. Was your whole community? It's fucking death. So <laughs> destruction. So fuck. Oh sorry. Yeah. Like also, I should apologize. If I feel low energy, I want to make sure everyone in the podcast knows it's all because of Pac. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. I thought I thought it was a hangover, but I'm like sniffling and shit. Like I'm like man, I do not feel good at all. Breathing heavy, not because I'm fat, but because it's hard to breathe. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is <clears throat> this is worrisome. <laughs> it's all your fault. Well, oh, I'm not gonna cough. I'm not gonna cough. I'm not I'll gonna do cough. it. <clears throat> Fuck uh. you. <laughs> this is bull- <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Savage is coughing up his lung right. I oh, <laughs> I had uh, bronchitis for a little while. One of the other reasons that the podcast hasn't been out for a little bit. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, but I'm back and I and it's and I've been sharing the love, obviously. So uh, oh man, that was that in mind. That in mind. Uh, why don't we move on uh, to our main topic of what makes fighting games? Uh, what makes a fighting game interesting to watch? Let's start with um, what makes. I mean, these will sort of overlap with each other. But what in a fighting game in general uh, makes makes it fun to watch? Like, why do you not like watching Virtual Fighter, but you do like watching Street Fighter? You know what I mean? That's, that's easy, man. Because we, we, I mean, think about it like this: if you watch Virtual Fighter, their reactions to like getting hit, yeah, and like even their crumple, it looks boring. It looks unanimated. It looks like you just hit a machine. It looks like you're playing a game. Right. You watch Street Fighter, when someone crumples, it's pretty, one, it's, I'm pretty sure it's unique for each character, the animation. Yeah. But they always drop, like, oh, shit, that hurt. Like, someone just punched you in the solar plexus, and you just stop, like, oh, and you just felt double over. Yeah. It gives, yeah. It gives life to the fight. That's what makes Tekken Tag 2 so much more interesting, because, like, with the, I hate being that guy, but with the graphics upgrade, when someone gets hit hard, it looks so painful. Yeah. Like, when and someone's becomes, getting oh, when because it's like an explosion, you know, like it's exactly. What's the, here's the difference when someone like at even we're watching Evo, 
you see Tech and people will be like, oh, like you see someone getting worked in a with a wall combo, and you're like, oh my god, someone stopped him from beating that poor man to death. Yeah, it it gives life to the fight. Well, we it, don't want it to be too animated like Blaze Blue because then it's just confusing and weird. <laughs> Well, and it also has to do with how fantastic some of the moveset is, but actually not as not as much as you may think. Uh, it, it has to do with a, a good blend of fin, have stuff being fantastic and stuff being combined with punches and kicks. You know, because like you can't, you know, you watch Arcana Heart and you don't know what the fuck is happening on the screen. Okay, you know, you're like, there's a blob that's throwing other robots at the blob with the bitch riding the dog. You're just like, I don't even know. My brain is like shutting down. You know, and See, that's an unfair. That's an unfair comparison, because just playing Arcana Heart, you always feel a little dirty, because it's <laughs> always just. It's even with the most mundane characters in that game, they're all just pervy enough to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, but yes, there there has to be something fantastic about it. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons that uh, people hype up Marvel, I think, is because of how fantastic watching superheroes beat the shit out of each other is. And one of the reasons that Injustice is so fantastic is because you are watching uh, fantastic matchups in terms of Superman fighting Hawkgirl is way more epic than, you know, you watch, like, a jiu-jitsu guy and a Shaolin monk fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, there's something a little bit more that sucks you in and gives you something to relate to or some, something to to go on a take a take a take a take a ride with there's a story there you know what i mean no oh so, so yeah comparing uh, marvel like ultimate marvel versus capcom versus injustice people were into the marvel game cuz you get to play your favorite characters unless you like mega man and you get to see them do stuff but the animation, like, you can see in Marvel, there's characters that have a lot of personality, and there's characters that are just like, hey, you know who this dude is. And then you just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of go about, like, I feel like Captain America does not have nearly as much personality as, say, like, MODOK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But, like I said, you want to see something fantastic happen. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. Like, with Marvel, you see tons of fantastic shit, but in Injustice, you see fantastic shit, but also, and I can't stress this enough, that real body shit they do is is what makes a huge difference. And when someone gets hit with a super, and they get up and their shirt's just torn off, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. This shit's real. He's like, you fucked up my Louis Vuitton. Now we're fighting. <laughs> like, Well, that's the thing about Mortal Kombat in general. A lot of these... Uh, fighting games like that that have physics to them and do that it tells a story so when you watch mortal kombat you like at the end of the mortal kombat match that dude's body tells a story okay about what happened to him where he got hit and whatever and you know obviously that's a very extreme example but you want you want to be taken along for a little bit of a story when you go through this you know what i mean like the the yeah. flow of the game uh, and who's who's theirs is, is is a big is a big part of that. But also, I would caution against certain fighting games like Marvel because one of the reasons that Marvel is so goddamn boring most of the time is because a the com- it's the combos are too long. They're too long. I, I'm not even that big of a deal about the damage. If the combos in Marvel were six hit long but still did the same amount of damage. I, I would be it would be way more fun to watch. It would because you watch sure. like, a zero player play, and zero kills a goo can 
zero players do this. He's a robot with a sword. And if he hits you, he can take you to the corner. And he can, in one combo, from full life to zero life, doesn't matter. He can kill any character in the game. And it takes, like, a good 20 seconds, okay, of you watching it. Of you watching it. Yeah, of you watching this happen. And, and then the next character comes in, and Marvel's all about a quick mix-up, get launched, a full-life combo. Next character comes in, quick mix-up, full-life combo. Like, And that's how Marvel kind of goes. And the longer the combo, the less fucking inter- entertaining it is. And that's why I don't like Killer Instinct. I don't care. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so mindless. Uh, watching well, you know, folks. I mean, it's perfect to bring up Killer Instinct, because Killer Instinct put a anti-combo breaker, because you can do a combo breaker with Killer Instinct. Yeah. They have, I forgot what it's called, but they have an anti-combo breaker. So they pretty much have a combo breaker breaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the combo going. Yeah. So, like, the whole idea is, and it's a cool idea, two pros are playing, you can, at certain points, where you know he's going to do a combo breaker, you do your combo breaker breaker and continue your combo and do another combo based on that. Right. And that creates tension, which is yeah. very good. You want tension in uh, in a fighting game match. And when you're getting comboed, there's no tension, okay? <laughs> Watching a dude get comboed, there's no tension in the match, okay? Uh, that is probably the most important uniform thing in a fighting game is... There has to be some tension. You have to feel like that the tide can change at any point in time in this match. Okay? And so the more opportunities that the player, the more opportunities that the match has for the tides to change, the better that fighting game will be to watch. Okay? That's that's why when you watch really long-ass combos, I mean, it's one thing, like, sometimes you watch Street Fighter... You know, and it's really cool to see a long combo. But a long combo in that game is still like six to ten hits. Okay, it's it doesn't take twenty seconds to do. It's just combo, combo, combo. Okay, it's a quarter of your life. We're gonna try. Let's keep doing this. You know, and so that is is really, really, really crucial. Is is what makes fighting games interesting to watch is the building of tension. Okay, there's nothing more boring than watching a dude get comboed. There's nothing more boring than that. Okay, it's like it's 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 stupid and and the less that games have of that, the better. Unless you are watching a game where like Mortal Kombat or something where you see where there's blood and you see like there's physics and you see the guy bouncing around the stage and there's a told <laughs> with combo itself. Otherwise, you're just watching a number go up on the screen and it's stupid. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. That's true. Because uh, that was, those were the best matches for that uh, for the Capcom Cup was yeah. when it was like uh, like Gin or or Akuma versus Evil Ryu and they both have no health <laughs> so like every time someone goes for a combo the other guy's like okay whoever gets the next combo is gonna lose I mean he's gonna take half the other guy's life but it's, it's just tense as shit because it's Street Fighter so it's combo and then like you know you're testing the waters. It's like a fucking, it's like a Dragon Ball Z fight, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they 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 do their little thing, they come out, they do their little intro, they come out there, Goku does a little love, some love taps, and then someone, you know, goes, oh, fuck that, they go really hard. <laughs> <laughs> someone loses that exchange, gets back up, like, that's cool, they go back to the love taps, and it goes back and forth until someone dies. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what makes that's what makes Street Fighter fun to watch because most times that's how it goes. It's it's that weird kind of oh yeah we're slap we're slap boxing and then it turns into a real fight and then it goes back to slap boxing and then it gets real again. Yeah. So what in uh in some <coughs> oh, <ouch. laughs> sorry sorry that's okay it's okay it's uh <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's my fault. Uh, back. Wanna... <laughs> it's, it's such a ridiculous podcast back. Sorry about the, all the, <laughs> the ins- you know, it's, your, it's also your fault because I laughed and then my body is like, well, since you're doing all this breathing, you should cough. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, buddy. What makes a match specifically, regardless of the fighting game, interesting to watch? Okay. Like what, what about a mat? Like, you know, I, I think, I mean, first of all, let's just talk, let's just talk about the commentators. Let's get this, let's get this out of the way. If the commentators are terrible and I don't even mean like they don't, they don't know anything about the game. I'm saying if the commentators are commentating on what you can already see is happening in the game, they're terrible commentators. It's really terrible. If you hear commentators, uh, not doing a good job or talking about something else or whatever, it instantly tanks the match instantly for, for a viewer. You don't want to watch it anymore. Saying you don't want to watch them. You don't want to watch dick jokes. You don't want to hear them talk about tacos. You don't want to hear them talk about what's happening on the screen right now. You want to hear them analyze what you don't already know. Okay. That's what you want to hear. And you want to have them narrate a story that you're seeing play out on the screen. Okay. That's what you want to see to make a match interesting to watch. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's it entirely. Like, yeah, you just yeah, you can't you get you can't have bad commentators. I actually watched a tournament. It was like Japanese with Japanese commentators. Yeah. Even with their energy, I'm like, this guy's a good comment because he had the energy. Like, oh, this guy. And everyone was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. It's just like, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. And then I watched uh, I watched another tournament in English, and it started off bad, but it got much better. But this dude got there, and he was talking about French fries. I'm like, my nigga, if you don't stop talking about French fries and tell me why this dude, I can't remember what I was watching, but he picked a really bad matchup for who he was going up against. Yeah. And I'm like, please tell me why he would do that. And then the guy won. I'm like, so was that a counter pick? Someone explain this to me. And yeah. this dude's like, no, nah, man, the french fries of this joint are the business. Like, those french fries are something. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why would you start talking about french You just killed this match. This was a fascinating match. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I, I've said this so many times, and it's I'm going to say it over and over and over again. Whenever we go to f- tournaments or whenever we watch tournaments, it's always going to be true that you don't have to be able to beat the pros to be able to talk about the pros, okay? That's, and and, to, and make it interesting, okay? A lot of co- tournament organizers think that by putting professional players or players who know a very high technical level of the game on the stream that they're going to be able to commentate if as long as they're kind of cool, okay, and they're not completely socially retarded, okay? That doesn't make any sense at all, okay? It doesn't make any sense, you should be familiar with the way that the game goes and the matchups and this and that and the other thing. But you don't have to be able to understand how many frames go into a right straight or a Hadouken 
okay, to be able to talk about why a Hadouken is important and why it's important that he uses it here instead of here, okay? There's there's a difference, all right, between being yeah. like, oh, he did this link because then he's going to do this, this combo into whatever, and, and it costs six frames, and it's and you talk in the crazy, like, forum jargon where you use numbers and you're like, I, it's a six heavy punch into five four light kick and you're like what the fuck are you talking about but when you have a commentator that's like dude so he's throwing hadoukens right now because you know ryu is really afraid of getting knocked to the ground by cammy because as soon as he goes on the ground cammy's gonna jump in the air and she's gonna do a dive kick and then it's all gonna be tits up from there and you're like okay cool i'm interested i'm watching okay i see him i see him throwing the hadoukens okay that's great you know, like it's 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 really really important to be able to analyze why people are doing what they're doing, and also not being like, that's another Hadouken. All right, it's another Hadouken, and he's Hadoukening, and okay, and they're just dancing, they're dancing back and forth, feeling each other out, and oh, oh, he got him, and that's a combo. Oh, that's uh, it's lots of damage right there. Okay, boring, fucking boring. Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking boring. It's stupid. That's true. That's true. Like uh, I, don't, you know what it is also with pro players. I've only noticed this in the more obscure games because they got to get, you know, they got to really reach to get commentators. Yeah. But especially with like Blaze Blue, the hate for certain characters just comes through. Yeah. It's like, especially like certain, like Arcune is one, and we're just like, oh, God, and then he's, he's going to do the bugs. Okay, there's the bug loop. Okay, okay. All right, and then, now, then they get to the other guy who's turning turning it back around, like, oh, all right, Jim's going to do this to Arcune, all right? So he starts with this, and this leads to the combo where he has the option to reset. He's, like, really into talking about one character, but then when, as soon as Arcune starts doing well, he's like, oh, then, um, yeah, he's going to shoot the cloud out. <laughs> yeah, bias. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Like, someone was... The hating on, I can't remember who it was. I'm like, they were talking about, uh, well, okay, that's a lie. I get who, I get why he was doing it. But he was hating on Superman. Like, here comes the one, two. No ice breath? That's new. One, two. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I can feel why that guy was like that, but I'm like, please, more energy. Can we please have more energy? And he's like, I wonder if these guys going to switch to Black Adam after this match. One, two. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, it's so boring. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with them, but you you take your cues from the commentators. And the next thing that's really important, and it also goes back to the commentators a little bit, uh, which is the really, really important, uh, really, 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 I can't stress this enough, really fucking important part of being a commentator. And it makes a match interesting to watch. And that is history between the two players, okay? Oh, yes. And or the characters. If there's not history between the two players, history between the characters, okay? If you as a commentator have a responsibility to know exactly what has gone on between these two players, you need to tell me the gossip in the dirt. And I know it sounds petty, but I need to know that Filipino champ called Chris G a, a jerk-off before this match. Okay, I need to know that, because then it puts in things into perspective for me that I really need, you know, you're rooting for a character. You're, you're developing a story to this match, okay? Yep. Like, it's got, it has to be that way, because otherwise, again, it goes to telling a story through the match, whether the game does it, the commentators do it by talking about the players, or, or the characters themselves. That is what truly makes a game interesting 
to watch is you're watching a story unfold. And if it's a boring fucking story, it's responsible responsibility of the commentators to make it more interesting, okay? You tell me about that time that Chris G said your mom a joke to Filipino champ, and I will care more about this match. Okay, I will. Like, it's, <laughs> it sounds stupid that I should care about the, the two-frame link that Chris G just did. It's a crazy combo. But I don't, okay? I don't care. I want to know exactly how – I want to know how long – how much this dude has won, has won and lost in his career. I mean, even if you don't know history between those two characters, saying something like, okay, the guy that's playing Sinestro right now, this is his first tournament. He's never been here before. The other guy, he's here every week, and he's won this many games, and he's done this, and he's done that. History puts the match into context, and it really gives us more to, to watch. It gives you more to watch than what's on the screen. Yeah, you know? that's what, uh, what makes uh athlete stars is their story. Like, That's why everyone loves uh, Kobe and um, LeBron James, their story. Shaq, I mean, like... You know their stories. Oh, man, the guy was raised by his grandmother, and now he's, like, one of the world's best basketball players. You're rooting for that guy because you know his story. Yes, exactly. And, and that's that's a big part of sports. Like, people, I think I feel bad because people make fun of wrestling because it's just dramatic and fake. But if you take all the drama out of most sports, no one would care. Yeah. If, if Vic wasn't putting, like, you know, electrocuting dogs, which even, I mean, like, Without that drama, it's like if you didn't have baseball players tied in murder cases, you know, like if you didn't have any of that, that shit would not be nearly as interesting as you think it is. Yeah, I mean, you need to be able to to understand the story of where these players came from and where they're gonna where they have a chance of going, because otherwise you're just trying to figure out how to beat your buddies. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's nothing, you don't have anything else to there's nothing else to this match other than the story of two champions meeting in a ring and fighting to see who's the best and understanding where they came from, how they're, how they're, what their styles are and all of that has everything to do with the difference between an interesting to watch match and a boring to watch match. Even if the game, even if the match is really one-sided, okay, it's, it's still way more interesting to know that, okay, you know, like Flocker, you know, is getting his ass kicked by Justin Wong right now. You know, but Flocker climbed all the way to the top eight to get here, and he's fought so hard. And you're like, yeah, go, Flocker, you're losing, but you could do this. You know, and like, it's, it's, it, you have to be able to put the match into context. And too often, again, this is a call out to tournament organizers. If you put fucking people who play the game at a really high level on in front of the commentator's desk and assume that they're going to know how to talk about the game, it's two completely different muscles. Okay? Yeah. You don't, which is why I say I could go down, you know, you could go down to Wednesday Night Fights or whatever and do and commentate, and I wouldn't be able to beat Alex Faye, but I could probably talk about these games with an interesting and have an interesting narrative to what's going on on the screen, you know, because you have to realize that people who are watching these are not the same skill level as the players, and they don't want to be. They just want to admire them and, like, get better. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or learn a trick and like, oh, I'm going to try that out with my friend, you know? Yes, exactly. And and we don't all speak the technical jargon, and it's got to, yeah. So anyway, that's just, that's my little rant about about commentators, because it's, it's, it's one of the things that's going to really have to change uh, as we do more tournaments and things like that. So, so yeah, so that's that was our, our main topic uh, for this week. And, again, 
if you guys want to get in touch with us, please send an email to keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com because every week, for those of you who are new, we do a character of the week where we talk about a character, we talk about history of the character, and we try to uh, we try to basically uh, talk about how to beat him and how to how to uh, get beat by him. I guess I guess this is a pretty good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. So, or, or how to how to lose while playing them because that's how half my advice goes. I used to play a guy and then I started sucking and this is why I sucked. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So. So our character of the week this week was submitted by you, the people. If you would like to submit a character of the week, again, keep it classy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, was very popular, obviously, after he had won Evo. So this is so for all of you out there. Thank you for submitting it to us. So again, um, is actually one of the most difficult, complicated characters in Street Fighter four. He's really, 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 really hard to play. Okay. Uh, and it shouldn't let you discourage. It shouldn't discourage you from playing Gen. Uh, but Gen, like we said, you can put a picture in your mind. He's a very old man. He wears like uh, he's got the classic uh, Chinese formal robes. Yeah, he's got the, the Shaw brother Kung Fu Master outfit. And he does like have he was a, in Deadly Venoms. He's got the the Fu Manchu with the long beard thing, and and he's got white cataracts over his eyes. He's a very old man. And he pokes – all of his attacks involve, like, poking pressure points on your body. It's very, very cool uh, to watch Gen play. And he's played by the current uh, EVO world champion, uh, by Jen. Now, Gen uh, – well, first of all, some th- let's, let's, let me get this out of the way first. If you get beat by a, a Gen player online, that player is better than you. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how he did it. I don't care what he did. I don't care whether he did the same move over and over and over again. That guy is better at Street Fighter than you. <laughs> That's good news and bad news. Okay, this is good news and bad news. Good news. Uh, the good news is is that you know he's better than you, so you don't have to take that shit too personally. The bad news is is he's better than you. You're not going to beat him. Okay, he knows the game better than you do. <laughs> Okay, and that's. I mean, do you agree? Like, it's, yeah, no, I got nothing. It's true. Like, whenever I, I see a gent again and he beats me, I'm oh, I'm mad. Cause one, like, if he's really good, it's hard. It's hard to stay on top of him. But I just think I get really mad. Cause I'm like, a guy is just better than me. Cause I try to play again. I'm, I'm gonna play again. I used to fuck around with him in the alpha game. Oh, this is too hard. And I just dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> like, just. Because Gen's whole the whole idea is Gen has two martial arts styles, Mantis and Crane, and each one has a completely different move set. I don't mean like specials. I mean all your normal attacks change. So like if your Mantis is all the pokes, you're poking people with your Mantis style. I mean, and then if it's Crane, you're kicking them with your toe and you're hitting them in a soft spot on their head. Well, I think it's and like so, every time you so to do combos, you're like switching stances in between combos. Yeah. And I'm like, I, <laughs> and you switch stances by mashing all three. Like you, like you, you know, you like hit all three buttons. All three kicks gives you one stance. All three punches gives you another. And you can switch anytime you want. So yeah, and then what? I mean, here's here's the best part. 
here's how you know which stance you're in. The way he stands or crouches. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. You have to wait for him to get up from that ass whooping to see what stance he's actually still in. Uh, and that's the other thing, is when he switches stances, because he's got totally different special moves in both stances. Okay, so not only are all of his buttons different when he switches stances, all of his special moves change, and instead of doing, like, fireball motion, like, I don't know how to describe it, like doing um, half-circle motions with the joystick, uh, and, and, like, fireball character and dragon punch motions, and, you know, like, the forward-down-forward, forward, you know, moves with the joystick... It becomes he becomes a charge character where you have to like hold back for two seconds to do a move and then do, you know or hold down for two seconds to do a move and then go like it completely changes how you play this. Ca- it's like having two characters combined together that have to both be playing in perfect synchronicity to perfect perfectly synchronous. Or you lose. Or you just lose. <laughs> yeah. It's not even yeah. something where like you just learn one stance and it's and it's like great, you know, I learned one stance and that's all I do. But like you have to learn both these stances because they both have such great tools. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you lose to again, he's better than you, dude. I'm sorry. It's true. It's like losing to a twelve. Yeah. And it's just like okay, well, you clearly wanted it more than me. I think yeah. the only thing that could be more like fuck that dude is just to lose to a fucking Hakan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if I lost, well, you know, and I, I fall into that hole. I'm gonna drop kick you, and he lays down, all oiled up, <laughs> which is also oddly, oddly just weird, like erotic. The way he just kind of lays, like, "Come on, big boy!" Like, "Oh no, this is not where I want to be." Well, for those who don't know, Hakan has a super. All he does is he la- he dumps oil on himself and lays on his back. And if you jump on him, if you're anywhere in the air heading towards him, basically your character slips on his chest and falls on him, and then he grabs you and, like, shoots you out of his butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the grossest, most fuck-you super ever. <laughs> like... Dude, it's, it's brutal. And the worst part is when you, if he kills you with it, it's, it's the slow-mo of your face hitting an invisible wall, and in the distance you see him, his ass in the air. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this this is my life. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't let that happen again. So, yeah. So, Gen uh, is, is one of those characters that is very difficult to play. But Gen's options are all of his normal attacks have a lot of really good priority, which means they go through moves. And they have, they have a lot of good range. So, Gen can hit you from pretty much anywhere on the screen. He doesn't have a fireball, but Gen can essentially be anywhere on the screen, air, ground, whatever, any corner of the screen at any point in time. Uh, he's, he's got attacks where he can jump to any corner of the screen and do dive kicks. He can, he has a a hundred hand slap like E Honda or like uh, Chun-Li's lightning legs where she like, you have to mash the button really quick. Uh, I dare you you to learn his combos without accidentally doing that in the middle of your combo a couple of times. (laughs) Where you're like, I fucked that up two ways. One, I was not supposed to be in Mantis style. And two, I did not mean to smash that button. Yeah. Yeah. So like... He forces you to be really calm when you play him, because otherwise you're going to end up mashing out an EX 100 hand slap and burn all your meter. You're like, I didn't mean to do that. No, I don't have any meter. <laughs> oh, God. Just get, he's so much fun, but like he is he is mad frustrating. It was much funner playing him in Alpha 2, 
Because it didn't feel like everyone else had an easier time. It just felt like, oh, I just need to get better. But Street Fighter 4, you feel like, oh my god. <laughs> like, everyone else is driving beamers, and I'm on a bicycle. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, but you're in shape. I'm like, fuck that. I want to be sitting on leather. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else. And that's the thing, is like, if the reason the game is so difficult to play... Well, for, first of all, the reason the game is so difficult to play against... Is because you never know what's going to happen next. Like, you never know where he's going to be or what he's going to do. You don't know what stance he's in or what moves he's going to do from those stances because he's got, like, you know, fucking ten different special moves that he can do. And they switch based on which stance it is. So we don't, you don't know what he has access to. And it, and it, it always, he always keeps you on your toes. And it's, he's crazy, crazy powerful. And the reason he's difficult to play is because sometimes you don't even know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you know? You don't know what stance you're in. You don't know what special move you're doing. You don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, you don't know. You know, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So how do you play? Assu- let's assume that the the fates work out that you and a Gen player are pretty evenly matched. First of all, he's still better than you. Second of all, <laughs> if you're even and he plays Gen, he's better than you. But that's fine. Okay, that's fine. How do you beat Gen? How do you play against Gen? Good. Oh, all right. One, uh, we'll see. I'll tell you from perspective of my Sagat <laughs> is I do my best not to get nailed by because he has a dive kick where he flips to the corner, then he can flip to the center of the screen and dive kick you. It's almost always a cross up. Almost always a cross up, and that cross up is going to lead to a combo. I'm not sure how the combo works. But he crosses you up, and then he has a move where he kicks you in the air, and he follows you in the air and keeps kicking you in the face. And then when he's done kicking you in the face, he kicks you to the ground. So what normally will happen is I'll get hit with the cross-up from the dive kick, lead into a combo, and then he'll kick me up in the air and then knock me back to the ground to end his combo. And I'm kind of happy because I have space. But then again, controls mid mid-range so fucking well that all I could do is maybe get a lucky tiger knee. I love, actually, I think about my, my lucky EX tiger knee is my get-out-of-jail-free card. That's how you beat Gen. Lucky EX like, tiger knee. I'm like, I'm like what's happening? <laughs> EX tiger knee! Just chunk him. His health, his health is below average. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but it's all pretty, you gotta do... Pretty, he's an old man, like, you know... You guys just, I don't know, I, I feel I feel like I'm not giving any real, like, you know, you got, no, hit him with some really strong, meaty attacks and make him, because every Gen player is a risk taker. <laughs> like, cause they're doing anything, and they're trying to mix you up, and to do that, they're risk takers. you got to make him unwilling to take risks. you got to hit him hard and make him hurt, and so they think, like, oh, do I want to try that mix-up? Because if I fuck that up. I'm gonna lose a quarter of my health, and once you get him to that point, you start tre- you start treating him like any other character. He might as well be Ryu without a fireball, because now once he's second guessing himself, you got him. Yeah, Gen is very much a rhythm character. You want to do things to be disruptive. You don't, you know, like he he can set the pace of the match pretty easily if he can get close to you or even within a mid range of you. So you have to do things to sort of disrupt what Gen is doing. Fireballs, if you have fireballs, are pretty good. Be aware he's going to jump to the top of the screen, try and dive kick you like Savage said. But you have to do things to make sure that Gen, you want to keep him on the back foot is more what it is because he's got, he's rhythm-based, 
And when I say rhythm based, I mean that he, he gets into, when he gets into the zone, you're, and you're moving, he's dictating the pace of the match, I guess is what I'm saying. He's always going to try and dictate the pace of the match. And you would think that every character tries to do that, but a lot of characters are good at reversing the pace of the match. A lot of characters don't have a pace. They just are always dangerous. You know, like, Gen is someone that's going to try and knock you down and try and uh, set up the pace for the match for you. And you have to do things to be disruptive and not be predictable. And uh, and also, it it does not hurt to memorize uh, some of his options because he has some weird moves that don't really... You know, a fireball, you see a fireball, you block it, you know. But when you see this old man, like, jump to the corner of the screen and he's got, like, a weird dive kick arc that's flying at your – is it going to hit you in the back or in the front? You know, like, it, it helps to memorize what this guy can do and what beats his moves. Because a lot of times, Gen's uh, special moves don't have a ton of priority. His normal moves do, his special moves not entirely. So you can stuff a lot of what he does with dragon punches and throws. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's a good, that's good advice. And if you play again, it's always important, uh, in my opinion, cause I, I, I've played again for a little bit. Uh, you have to pick a stance that's going to be your dominant stance. Okay. You have to pick a stance that's going to be your dominant stance to start and you're going to have to kind of learn, like it helps to treat him as one character by picking a stance that you really like. Learn all the options in the other stance, but don't try and do too much with, like, the two-stance thing. Try and pick a stance that you really like and use the other stance in combos and if you're getting your ass kicked and you need to mix them up, okay? That's yeah. that's that's how I would recommend starting to learn how to play again and approaching this character, okay? You pick a stance that's your dominant stance. Usually it's uh, Mantis' stance. And then, uh, and then go from there. You, you learn your other options. You always have to know what your character can do. But use your other stance as sort of like, he's, break, he's broken my rhythm. I, got, I have to mix him up and do something ridiculous so I can, get the, I can get back in the zone again. That's what your other stance is for. Okay? So, yeah. So yeah I, think, I think that's that. That's our, that's our character of, uh, of the week. Beware, beware old Chinese men and kung fu robes. Yes, and if he beats you, don't feel too too bad about it. He's he he knows he plays the game more than you, and he's better than you. So so there you go. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, that like you're twice as angry because it's like, oh, dude, fuck that guy. He's so much better than me. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So that's Gen again. Gen was submitted by you, the people, and and we really appreciate it. If you want to submit another character of the week, send us an email. So finally, what we like to do is uh, take some questions and answers, which also can be submitted through email, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. This final question comes to us from, uh, see what? See what? Yeah, see what? Uh, and see what says, I have a few fighting game circles that I play with. I'm not very good, okay? Our circle has a few people that are around my skill level who are very nice, and the other circle has a few people who are also very nice, but way above my skill level. I'm really trying to improve, but I don't know whether I should be playing with people at my skill level or way above my skill level. Any advice? To oh, Savage. Oh, okay. I like to mix the two, because <laughs> you uh, fight with people above your skill level to help you kill your bad habits, because someone, like, it depends on what level you're at, but Pretty much no matter what happens, anyone that's better than you is someone that's learned to capitalize on other people at your level's bad habits. 
Right. So I would play most of my games with people same level as me, and then I would woodshed my shit with my with my high level friend, just to help break a lot of bad habits that I've developed. Yeah, and it's and it, especially if they're very very kind people and they're willing to help you. I mean, I know there's you feel like you can't really learn anything if you're getting your ass kicked over and over and over again because it can get frustrating. But it really helps if you if you if the players you're playing with are nice. You need to have someone that can beat you in a fighting game always. Okay. Yeah. You need to have someone that can challenge you and beat you. And I would say uh, if you had to spend more time with one versus the other, play with the people at your skill level because those are the people that you know that's that's going to be uh, where you're going to feel like you can experiment. And you can try new things, which is how you're going to improve. Just as much as someone telling you, you know, this is how to improve. The, the, when you play with people who are your own skill level, it's where you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel will. You're going to be willing to play around a little bit more and experiment. It's not going to be like I have to bring my A game, or this guy's going to just fucking destroy me. He's probably going to destroy me anyway. But he's really nice. He's probably going to tell me all the 20 million things I did wrong while I was playing against him. He's probably going to be really nice and teach me some things. But I can't, I just, it's so intense when I try to, like, I I can't learn anything unless I play my A game and I'm stressed the fuck out the whole time, you know? Yeah, I recommend playing more with your, uh, the people who are around your skill level. And if you, if if one of those, if it's, if this is one of those questions where it's like, I play with my three friends, one of them's a dick and he plays Gen and he always beats my ass and I need to learn how to beat Gen. Who should I be playing with? I say, you go learn, you just go learn what you need to do to beat people at that skill level from other people. And then you come back and you beat them. Okay. That's, that's, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. you, You wiki that shit. Yeah. What's Gen's worst matchup? Which is against our advice, but if your friend's a dick and you just need to do it that one time, just Google that shit. Yeah. <laughs> just woodshed it that one time so you can show up. Does Gen even have a bet? Oh, I'm not going to look it up yet, but whatever it is, let's say it's Guy, which would suck. It's a rough ride. <laughs> but, like, woodshed Guy. Just learn some of his combos, his mix-ups, and then just ruin your friend once. To humble him, and then go back to let him know what's up. Because yeah. you can't you can't let a good Gin player get his head too big. All right, he'll be unstoppable. Yeah, no, he gets too much, and then and then because he knows he's better than you, so you got to go out, you got to show him that you can just stomp all over his all over his dick, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. I feel like I'm, I'm off topic, but that's but that's the <laughs> point. Just to play with people at above your skill level is so that you could trash the people that are at your skill level. So that's you're not playing to be better. You're playing to be able to beat the people who are worse than you. Okay. I didn't want it to sound like that, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, we're gonna be just brutally honest about it. Then here's what you do: you play with your friends, and then on the weekends you call your secret buddy over, and you fucking battle it out hardcore, and then you go to your friends. And you beat their asses, and you reign over them like a like a demigod until they step their game up. Until one day, <laughs> fuck, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Whatever. Yeah. No, fuck that. Fuck my roommate, right? We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. There's a story behind. Until one day. <laughs> and uh, my buddy has a uh, he's he's a really big classic gamer, so he brought over the Super Nintendo Weapon Lord. And Pac beat us like it was like twelve to zero. No, it was it was like nineteen, dude. It was a lot. It, it was ridiculous, right? And we're just losing in this in this game. 
But it's like 20, yeah, like 20 years old, 25 years old or some shit like that. I'm like, whatever. Fuck it. We're fucking playing it. And, and my roommate comes in and he's like, man, you guys let Puck win this much? Oh, one day he'll, he'll meet a real challenger. And he's told this whole rant about how awesome Puck is at fighting games. And now I can't hear the end of it. <laughs> It was it was pretty ridiculous, dude. I ended up picking up. I had never played Weapon Lord. I picked one. I never. It wasn't even one of those things where I was like, "Oh, let me find my character." I picked one character and didn't drop, put the sticks down. At all. like, I just played in one, like nineteen games in a row. I was like, "I gotta go to the bathroom, guys." Sorry, you play each other. Like that's how that went. Okay. Fuck you. And fuck Jared. And fuck Weapon Lord. <laughs> Ain't no one got time for that. <laughs> all right all right so that's that's the end of the podcast guys we hope you had a good sweet 16 with us uh again this is season two uh and we're going to try and go all the way up to evo and and uh keep making excellent content for you guys so uh is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off savage oh shit want to give it a give a shout out to uh to uh to tj and fluffums who've been uh, very supportive when we've been gone and oh that's a good point <laughs> TJ and Fluffy. And uh, and yeah, so sign us out, Savage. All right. Special shout out to TJ and Fluffy, and I want you guys to stay sexy. Catch you guys next time. Oh, yeah.